This is Jake the Snake Robertson. In case you didn't know it, you're listening to Mark It Out. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out, episode 492. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Joined here by Dave, Dave the Rave underscore MO. Also, uh, at Marking Out, Marking Out 11 on YouTube, as well as Instagram, BTTG161 on Instagram as well, YouTube.com slash Marking Out. 11? Did I say that already? ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Dave, how you doing? Hey, yo. I'm doing awesome. I'm did doing I say, great. Did I say MarkingOut.com? Sorry. <laughs> no, say it again. Say it again. MarkingOut.com, yeah. MarkingOut.com, MarkingOut.com. Yeah, I'm doing great, you know? Uh, how about yourself? I am doing awesome, as always. How was uh, How was your week? Same old, hey, same old? Y- you know, uh, same as last week. I have progressed to... Uh, in um, watching Money Heist, if you have not watched Money Heist, everyone out there, I highly suggest that you listen, listen, listen to me. Sure, but make sure you watch it on Netflix because it's really good. It's don't be, it's not anything like Money Heist, uh, Tower Heist though. Nothing like Tower Heist. It is Money Heist. But what about you? What you've been up to? A lot of cooking. A lot of cooking. Are we, do we smell uh, anything on the burner? Any uh, uh, cooking with Brandon? No. Oh no. <laughs> no. Okay. But I, I made I made kettle corn this week. Oh, Francesca. Okay. So okay. much easier than I thought it was going to be. And they and they couldn't accommodate you there. No, um, they couldn't find my stand. No. Hmm. But I think I think I tried two other times to make kettle corn before in my life, but it didn't turn out, and it like I guess I feel like it burned one mm-hmm. time. But literally, literally, I just put the the kernels in the oil and put sugar on it. Sugar and it d- dissolved. Yeah, what is kettle corn to you? I don't know. Just normal corn. No, what are you kidding me? Kettle corn's got popcorn with sugar on it. Really? Yeah. I don't. know. Maybe I haven't had enough kettle corn to really. Uh... It makes no sense. Yeah, but I also sure. I made pizza, but this time I made it on the grill. Okay. But I used better cheese, so it was much better. Mm-hmm. And then I made chicken and broccoli. Oh. Which I think the first time I did it was much better, even though the broccoli sucked. Do you put this on Markinot's Instagram? And I put too much, uh, I put too much uh, ginger in last time, but no, I put it on Instagram.com slash BTTG161. Ah, uh, could we link to Markinot's Instagram? I don't, I don't know how that works. I don't know. But I mean, I, you, talk, you, t- you always talk about this food and stuff. We should we should give these listeners a little uh Well, they get a, a taste. Yeah, get a visual by following me at BTTG161 in, on Instagram. Yeah, no, you could do that too. You could do And, that and I made I made lo mein as well, but uh something's missing from it. I don't I just don't know what. Hmm. So what's the difference between lo mein and high mein? Nobody's stupid. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. That's but like leave the leave the, the comedy to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I mean, all right. I, I, after so long, we're on episode 492. I should know jokes go to Brandon. 
Impressions yeah. go to Brandon. Right. What else goes to you? I don't know. Isn't it Maybe. weird? Isn't it weird that uh, it's the five year anniversary since we met Taylor Swift? Wow, that's a huge honor for her. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that like the weather though today is so bad and and like when we met her, dude, it was well, it felt like a hundred degrees. I was dead. Yeah, it was awful because we had to like walk around the entire stadium to get to where we had to meet her, and we were like just done. And it was so done. stupid. Like we were, we were like we should have been treated like VIPs. Yeah. We had a meet and greet. We went to an entrance closest to where the meet and greet was going to be, and they said, "No, your tickets indicate that you have to go all the way around." And then, then we didn't know if we were able to cut across the field, and luckily that employee walked us there. Finally, awful, awful, awful. Yeah, but but it was cool. You know, it's cool meeting Taylor Swift. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, but you know what also goes to you, Brandon. When we talk about some sports entertainment and going to you is Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which kicks off with three McIntyre calling out Dolph Ziggler so he can reveal the stipulation to their match at Extreme Rules. Um, Part of me wished that this was Dolph Ziggler coming out as Drew McIntyre to mock him. Um, But Ziggler came out said that it's a secret not gonna not gonna say it i'm a fan of this it's a total heel move and the one thing that i am scared of a little bit is that he's gonna announce it at the pay-per-view or we're just no why I, who cares if he announced that i think that's fine well no there's no, so but, many or, other or stipulations at the pay-per-view but or, or once you get to the, like when they get to the match it's not going to be revealed until ziggler comes out like yes. next guy's already in the ring yes. and then the stipulation gets put out there what i'm worried about is that it's going to be a huge letdown uh, yeah i hope that that doesn't happen as well but uh ziggler also spoke about how drew mcintyre has left so many people behind him that like he stepped on them left them behind and brought out Heath Slater, who had been fired back in April, released. Uh, and Heath Slater said that he was there when Drew McIntyre was released, but Drew was not there for him. He brought yeah. up how how uh, McIntyre said on WWE The Bump, which is now being used in a storyline, which is awesome, <laughs> that, he, that McIntyre said that he would lobby to get a match for the championship against Heath Slater, and then Slater got fired. Yeah, he didn't lobby for him. And then Slater kept, uh, well, he said he was there for a title shot, whatever, and then kept provoking Drew, and finally Drew accepted I mean, he even slapped him right across the face. Yeah, but uh, it was very. It was a quick claymore. McIntyre picks up the victory. Yeah, I, I was kind of like stupid. It, it made stupid. sense though. I know Slater. I know, but Slater was, didn't show up with his gear, which I think was a mistake. <laughs> I know. You know, it, it was just foolish to think that this was going to be maybe even a five-minute match. You know. Yeah, and then uh, Dolph Ziggler started to push Heath Slater around, and McIntyre ran back down to to make the save. Yeah, which was a happy ending because then we had the three-man band pose and stuff. You know. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, yeah. Boston Hug came out. Uh, after this, Sasha Banks, Sasha three shows and Bailey three brands. Uh, both of them promised to take over the whole company. 
And Asuka comes out with a surprise. I thought it was going to be Io. Uh, but it was Kyrie making her return. Uh, and Totally surprised with this one because all of the rumors that she was going to head back to Japan, like, pretty much tomorrow, you know? But, like, even more so is that they took her off of the graphic. So I thought maybe they were just going to be replacing her with Io. Mm-hmm. But this led to a match where Kyrie Sane defeats Bailey via disqualification, which was the first one-on-one match that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Yeah, but Kyrie got all her moves in, and Bailey ends up. Uh, uh, no, not Bailey. Jeez, Kyrie Sane defeats Sasha Banks. I I thought it was a good match, and it was a total swerve because. I wasn't expecting Sane to come out. So it was a good match, though. Yeah, but the, the DQ came when Bailey attacked Kyrie when she had the, nah. the anchor locked in. And then Asuka got involved, and Kyrie hit the insane elbow onto Sasha and Bailey to the outside. And later on, the Kabuki Warriors were, were uh, interviewed and challenged uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks to a title match next week on Monday Night Raw. So with all of these rumors, do you see um, I, I don't know. this being there like was, a one-week thing? Uh, there were also rumors of uh, WWE doing all that they can or, or trying all they can to prevent Kyrie from going back to Japan. <laughs> so let's put a title on her. Let's try to make sure that we could put her visas in a comp, uh, situation where she just can't leave, period. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't know if that would – I don't know. I don't think that'll happen. No, I, I don't I don't think so either because um, it seems like WWE has been pretty accommodating to the most part, especially for the people on the roster that uh, they've been utilizing a lot. It seems like they've been very accommodating with them, like especially with like Sami Zayn, for example. Uh, Kevin Owens, like the people that want that want to step away for a bit. But we don't know how long this is going to be. If this is even, there's rumors that it's a retirement. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kyrie's husband lives in Japan. He works for New Japan. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what'll. I mean, that's I guess got to be a difficult thing to be apart. Of course, she just I mean, got it's married. Totally, totally understandable. Yeah, but in that, after she made the challenge, after Kabuki Warriors laid out that challenge, she uh, played the recorder again, which. I think everybody should pop for. I, I see so many negative comments about it, saying this, this is entertainment. That's okay. Stick to AEW then. <laughs> Which, uh, but later on, Sasha Banks accepted the challenge, and and it was Bailey who kind of looked a bit worried this time, but ended up agreeing with Sasha's reasoning. So mm-hmm. we have a tag team championship match next week on Monday Night Raw. I mean, what's funny is like this: Sasha and Bailey feud not feud because it's something you know something is building but it's building so slowly and perfectly that it's just so entered it's so much fun to see each other kind of accepting on each other's behalfs yeah so we'll see what happens next week though uh after this though we saw well after the the kabuki warrior i I, Kyrie saints match i should say alistair black was laid out backstage wearing a Rey Mysterio mask with Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy standing over him, which led to the Kevin Owens show. 
Kevin clears out the ring because he he's not stupid. Seth Rollins was the guest. He knew what was supposed to happen. Kevin Owens ends up giving Seth Rollins a KO Mania shirt to commemorate their match. And then Seth ends up challenging Rey Mysterio to a match at Extreme Rules. And invited Kevin Owens to join his group. Ray and Dominic come out. They accept. And this was, the stipulation was already announced or no? No. Okay. Rollins brought up Aleister Black being MIA. And questioned who would ever team with Rey Mysterio. And Kevin Owens volunteers. And said the winning team is the one who should be the, the person to pick the stipulation at Extreme Rules. Yes, okay. Rollins accepts. Uh, him and, and Buddy Murphy jump Kevin Owens, but Rey Mysterio joins the 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 beatdown or whatever, makes the save, I should say. Leading to Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens picking up the victory over Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. At one point, Seth Rollins went after Dominic's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also dragged Dominic up the ramp and Aleister Black came out and made the save. And behind the referee's back, Dominic was able to gouge Buddy Murphy's eyes. And as far as the stipulation for Extreme Rules, Rey Mysterio announced an eye for an eye match. I... Heavily reported as Dave Meltzer reports first. However, if you go back, there's one other tweet before me <laughs> and our tweet way before David Meltzer ever reported such a thing. So, and then you have Chris Jericho, of course, chiming in saying you're welcome for the eye for an eye match, even though that was never a stipulation in the match that, that Moxley and Ortiz had. I don't know. Apparently, they were there's just rumors both blindfolded. They they had apparently, the, the eye patch. Apparently, there's rumors that it may be a CGI effect being used what? for this. <laughs> They're using CGI, but they can't get me a damn Paul Bear to walk <laughs> Undertaker out to the ring. Come on. Yeah, that's the that's the rumor is that they may end up using a CGI graphic for the eye. It should be interesting. I mean, I'm not here to to rain on a parade or anything at this point. It's uh, it's, it's different. It's Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but after this, we were backstage. MVP and and Bobby Lashley were going to be interviewed. Uh, they end up announcing that Apollo Cruz is out of action and go to the ring, leading to MVP saying that he's going to be defeating Apollo Cruz. At Extreme Rules for the United States Championship. And unveiled a new title. Which Lashley then crowned MVP to be the champion. Even though he's not the champion. Yeah. Um, which I don't like the title. I don't mind it. I think it looks okay. Why, why don't you like it? I was such a fan of the other US Championship. Yeah, I, I was fine with that too. Um, it's just like it's too weird looking. I don't know. And, and in in the I, they posted a, a picture of it, a clear picture of it, and it looks almost nothing like how it did on TV. Mm-hmm. 
The eagle to me looks like an owl because it's got like for some reason it's got two like circle things above the eagle. So yeah. it looks kind of like an owl. It, it to me it looks like the anthem logo for Impact. Interesting. That's what it looks like. Uh other people spotted right away looks like a penis going up and down the middle of the championship. It's just, and what's weird because in the in the better picture it doesn't look like a penis. So yeah, it's I know a lot of people have been saying that, and uh, I, I feel like you have to really – it's a reach. It's a reach, and I don't know. I'm all – I'm for it. I think it's okay. Yeah, I just – I don't like it. I, I wish there was more blue on it. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the U, the United States title beforehand, uh, like you mentioned, so I don't understand why we're changing it right now. Yeah, but apparently but, it's been in, a, in the works for – a while now, but yeah. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander came out to stick up for Apollo Crews, went after uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP, leading to a match where, of course, they got defeated, which it seemed very obvious that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I couldn't care less about this match. I think, I, I don't know if anybody even focused on this match. I was reading all the roasts that were going on with the new championship. Mm-hmm. There are people who really hate the title. There are people who somewhat like the championship. I don't know if like people were like, oh, this is the best title ever. Mm-hmm. But later on, MVP spoke with Cedric Alexander and questioned him and whether or not he's good with being contempt, uh, being Ricochet's sidekick or not. So he's trying to, like, I guess, form a stable, it seems. Which I think is A-OK. This is something... I, we've been saying for a while about MVP. It would have been nice if Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink were still used, but... <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, whatever happened to them? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't seem like it's happening. Um, after this, though, we saw Ric Flair trying to hype up and and speaking with Andrade, Angel Garza, and Zelina Vega. Nah. And he was saying how they have to win their match. And Orton steps in. And said, Big Show is his, and if any of them get in the way of Big Show, he's going to take them out. So, which I was, that's understandable. Yeah. But the actual match like- goes down. Randy Orton, Angel Garza, and, and Andrade pick up the victory over Big Show and the Viking Raiders. Um, which, Angel Garza and Almas had some missteps here. And then Orton really laid into, I believe, Garza on the outside yeah, of the ring. He's like, "Come here," and like threatened him, choked him to get it. Yeah, to get. He's it. like, "You're you're a second uh, generation wrestler. I'm a second generation wrestler. This and that. Like, really, say pretty much saying that he's on, he's in the same boat as Orton. And Orton seems like he's going to be guiding them. Yeah. So, like, it could be a new version of Legacy. I was a huge fan of Legacy. You know, so I I'm all for it. I think that is cool. Why not? Yeah, we we need. I think that the good thing is about a stable, a, a heel stable with Orton. Uh, we'll just say the new legacy. With the new legacy, the good thing is is without the with the lack of of real solid heels on the product on Raw, having the new legacy that could carry over for months on end and give a lot of airtime. 
from promos to backstage attacks to this and that matches. I think there's a lot to roll with it. Yeah, and they're all multi-generational superstars. So, mm-hmm. do, you um, think that, do you think that Umberto comes involved in this or no? I don't know. We've already discussed that. I know. Maybe a heel turn and then he ends up joining them. I don't know. But it's weird. I, I focused a lot on that segment before where Randy Orton said that if any of them get in his way of Big Show, he's going to take them out. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like Orton did everything possible to not get in Big Show's way here. Yeah. Maybe like just it, mind games. Yeah, I don't even think he, like, like I don't think he was legally even in the ring when Big Show was in. Um, I don't know. I, but Orton, yeah. Orton hits Eric with an RKO to win. Yeah. And then uh, afterwards, backstage, Ric Flair hypes up Randy Orton. And R-Truth ran into Randy Orton and looks at Ric Flair and, I guess, presumed him to be Akira Tozawa as a ninja. <laughs> Truth runs off. Tozawa and his ninja ninjas come up to, to Orton. And Orton gives them the wrong directions. Why? Like, is that like Orton playing a joke or is that R-Truth is about to join Orton? What, like, <laughs> I think that I think that's just Orton playing a joke. Um, I feel like Orton is that very sarcastic, funny character on screen. So I think it's just a joke. Yeah, probably. But yeah. <laughs> up next backstage, we saw the Iconics talking trash about Ruby Riot. She shows up and basically said that she's going to win her match, which leads to her losing her match against Billy <laughs> Kay, which I thought, again, for sure this week, Ruby Riot was going to win, but Peyton distracted Ruby Riot and Billy Kay was able to pick up that victory. I feel like Ruby Riot hasn't fully recovered since uh, Elimination Chamber. But again, maybe something's going to happen with Liv Morgan being there next week. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, maybe. But in the main event of the evening, you got Asuka alongside uh, Kyrie saying, pick up the victory over Bailey with Sasha Banks in Bailey's corner. Um, it was a solid match. Yeah. Nikki Cross ended up being on commentary and security like tried to make her leave, but I thought it was funny. Commentary vouched for her. Yeah. Like it's so stupid, but funny. Yeah. Yeah. But Bailey knocks. Nikki's headset off at one point and she goes after Bailey and security escorted her out. Nah. But this, I was a big fan of this match. I was, I think it was definitely my favorite match on raw. Um, Maybe it's like I'm biased because I saw this match yeah. at takeover Brooklyn too. Oh, interesting. But I, I, I mean, think I... even if I didn't, I would have to assume that I would have liked it because it was really yeah. good. Like, I, I would agree with you on that. I thought I I thought that it was definitely match of the night. Yeah. Bailey attacked Kyrie Sane during this and Sasha Banks was able to cheat behind the referee's back. Asuka hit a really hard spinning back fist. Like super hard. Uh and then Nikki Cross started uh she came back out and started banging on the hockey glass, which distracted Bailey. <laughs> they go for that stupid pin. Asuka had the Asuka lock and Bailey did the stupid flip pin thing. Mm-hmm. But Asuka was, uh, Sasha Banks got into the ring and uh, 
Kyrie Spears, uh, Sasha Banks, and Asuka was able to roll up Bailey to get the victory. Yeah, overall, solid match. I don't think Bailey has ever picked up a victory over Asuka one on one. Huh. I'm surprised that they haven't really made that into anything. But next up, let's talk about some NXT. Night two uh, had, of the Great American Bash. Yeah, night two. What's uh? Well, I I thought that it was. I really like this aspect of the like not the pay per view carrying over with two weeks. I think it's a cool concept. But yeah. kicking I, off it, with it was yeah, definitely clearly done because of. Of course, I know. AEW, but still, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. I like the, the limited commercial interruptions because I can't stand commercials. Very true. But yeah, yeah as you were going to say. Yeah, Candice LeRae picked up the victory over Mia Yim. Uh, in a street was fight. It? Yeah, in a street fight. They both came for pretty much a war, and I was impressed with the match. Yeah, the match I, began even before it started. Mia jumped Candice LeRae on her way to the ring. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. You had the fire extinguisher getting involved at some point. Um, you had all times types of weapons. Yeah, at one point Candice LeRae tried. Yeah, well, Candice tried to suplex Mia Yim off the platform through a table. Mia ends up reversing it and drop kicking Candice off of it, putting her through the table. But Later on, Candace sets the table up on uh, on the top turnbuckle. They both end up fighting on it. Candace hits a swinging neckbreaker onto a pile of chairs, which like I can't even imagine doing that. And Candace ends up getting the victory. Gargano comes out to check on Candace afterwards, which I thought was going to lead right into his match. But they, I actually thought the same thing, I, and for me, it kind of. I was just like, "Is I thought even was Keith Lee going to come out too?" Yeah, but they, she, they, they left, and Mia Yim ended up uh, just like shaking off the damage, I guess. Yeah, I was surprised that they were they focused on them lying in the ring for as long as they did. Yeah, and that was yeah. There, it was very interesting that they did that. It was like a picture in picture thing for the stupid mm-hmm. commercial break. Yeah. Uh, but after this, they showed footage of Tony Nese versus Leon Ruff from earlier in the night, prior to uh, them going on the air, I guess. And Tony Nese wouldn't end the match. So Bronson Reed jumped in. Nese finally picks up the victory over Leon Ruff. And Bronson went to William Regal for a match against Tony Nese. And he picks up the victory over Tony Nese. Who was wearing some cool USA gear as well. (laughs) I Um, thought that this was definitely a fun match to see. Yeah, you know, it reminds me, being an NYWC guy, it reminded me of seeing Tony Nese versus Apollyon. Or like Stockade. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. Both men can go, and and I think that's awesome. It was really cool to see Tony Nese work a bigger guy like like Bronson Reed here. Yeah. And I'm glad we're seeing more and more of him. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. After that, Robert Stone and Aaliyah were backstage trying to sign Shotzi Blackheart to the Robert Stone brand. She ends up saying no. Killian Dane shows up, tosses Robert Stone into a case, and Shotzi Blackheart runs (laughs) Robert Stone's leg over with her tank. Am I I wrong, but that looked painful. 
110% looked painful. I don't know how that happened, but... And I was certainly never expecting to see something like that. No, I mean, I could only imagine that that tank is pretty heavy. Yeah. I mean, but I thought it was a cool spot. It was funny. Uh, they have that that picture. Uh, I don't know if you saw Robert Stone tweet out the picture of him getting his leg ra- uh, run over. Yeah. And his reaction to it, it just the picture, it timed it perfectly. Um, but yeah, awesome, awesome stuff backstage. After this, we saw Johnny Gargano pick up the victory over Isaiah Swerve Scott. I wish this was this had more build up. Yeah, your only buildup was really what happened last week backstage. Yeah, and, and it almost was really just a, a separation yeah, backstage. It, this really it kind of felt like an impromptu match as opposed to something that had actual storyline from last week. But yeah, and I, I don't even know if they mentioned last week. They, I think so. Did they? I, for some reason, it didn't stand out. But not, something that know. did stand out is the amount of reversals that took place in this match, and a lot of the reversals seem so innovative and creative and smooth and really cool to just watch yeah this was a good match and uh it was also kind of threw me that that gargano won because candace won and i wasn't expecting both of them to win yeah they had a clean sweep at the pay-per-view and i i was a huge fan of that poison the poison hurricana or whatever you call poison rana that took place on the outside of the ring leading into the one final beat ddt um yeah it was all it was a good match and then later on johnny and candace were interviewed about both winning their matches and of course they brag about it i like candace's reaction she's like what can you repeat that one more time over and over and stuff and then she just went right over to gargano and candace's reaction of like wait come on like i thought it was a really good play off of her but johnny gargano brings up how finn balor got in his way and Balor is the reason why he's not going to be a double champion at the end of Great American Bash. Mm. And then Candace said that she hasn't forgotten someone who got in her way as well. So I don't know who that will be. Perhaps Tegan Knox. I don't know. I can't be. Um, I mean, given I after this, they aired a video package for Io Shirai and Tegan Knox's number one contender match. Uh, not number mm-hmm. one contender match. The fact that she's number one contender. Um, they aired a video package about that. And next week we're seeing that match for the championship. So I'm looking forward to that. But it's interesting because EO, she cuts a promo. She says she only needs herself. Tegan, EO says, needs friends. And she doesn't have friends right now. So I don't know if it, we're going to be we're going to see Candice LeRae interrupting this match, costing Tegan Knox the win. I don't know. I, I don't know. After this, we saw El Legado del Fantasma defeat Drake Maverick and Brizongo. Uh, Brizongo showed up as luchadores for their entrance. I, I thought it was a very funny entrance. Yeah, I like that they change their entrance every time. Yeah, I like the entire uh, where he did the uh, leapfrog on the entrance, and it kind of led right into Maverick coming out. Yeah, but um, overall, I don't know. I couldn't really get into the match too much. I think Drake could have still won this if somebody like other than Escobar took the pin. 
Yeah, of course. But I, I don't, mean, I, I don't hate him pinning Maverick. It's just like, what's I, next? I exactly. I said it last week, and and I hate that I could actually see this part happen. But it really, I could see Maverick falling back to the wayside. You know, and that's the unfortunate thing. It's very possible. But right now, I don't know, like, who's next for El Legado del Fantasma? <sighs> I don't I don't know. I can't think of anybody that's going to come into mind because it seems like, unless you have new people uh, coming in, you know? Yeah, oh, sure. maybe, maybe uh, what's his face? Um, who's been watching Maverick? Oh, Jake Atlas. Yeah, maybe Ma- Jake Atlas comes involved next. Yeah, that would make sense. speaking of new people, Mercedes Martinez makes her re-debut, I guess you would say, defeating Santana Garrett, which I cannot believe <laughs> you were right about this last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I guess who better than, than me, Santana Garrett to, oh, to yeah, showcase yeah. Martinez? Yeah, no. Um, what did you think about this match? Do you think that it really shined Martinez? Or what do no, you think? No, not it wasn't like a it didn't seem like a showcase match of ours, but it was still like it was a a good match nonetheless. I agree. It was a good match, but I don't know it didn't really say I'm Mar- I'm Mercedes Martinez and I am here to dominate the NXT Raw. Like it didn't re- it was didn't stand out as dominant. Right. To me. So that's like maybe if she's heel. Maybe mm-hmm. she can join El Legado del Fantasma? Huh. That's an interesting take. I mean, my thought process was maybe we don't know what Martinez is up next. Maybe Rob Stone's shopping around. Maybe she's up for hire. He could hire her to be to join Rob Stone brand and then put her versus Rhea Ripley. It's a possibility. I believe you said that last week. I didn't know if I said that on the show or off the show, but I think so. But yeah, both, yeah, both so. options of what you said and what I said are cool to go with. Yeah, um, but next uh, up, before yeah. before the main event, they aired a bunch of uh, like videos and stuff leading to the match. So it was cool to see people like Drew McIntyre, Mick Foley, and Shawn Michaels giving their uh, opinions and discussing Mark the winner take all. Yeah, so yeah. it was cool. Uh, this match last week when we recorded or leading up to this match, even I like after the match, I had no idea, but this match was spoiled. A lot of people knew the result of this match. I was one of the people who had no idea the, the, the outcome. I knew, I knew the outcome, but I'm very happy with the outcome. Keith Lee defeated Adam Cole to win the NXT championship and retain the North American championship. Yeah, I this was a good match. I still have um, no idea why they were shown walking backstage to the cage lowering music. I guess to hype it up, but it was really different. Um, but this was a great match because there were moments where you didn't know it could have went with Cole, it could have went with Lee. Um, it, it was a good match. Yeah, uh, I do think they had some really big shoes to fill last week uh, with last week's main event. And I think EO versus Sasha, I, I liked that match a lot more. I, I um, Yeah, I would agree with you. I like EO versus Sasha a lot. But I'm not taking anything away from this. I, I no, like this match. This, 
so one thing that I, unless I missed it, but there was no involvement of Undisputed Era or no, and I thought Dexter there was Lewis, going right? to be no, and I thought there was going to be for Undisputed Era because they all showed up together. That was like a picture-in-picture picture scene. Yeah, and then Dexter Loomis never showed up either, right? Was he supposed to? I no, but with everything that's going on with Undisputed Era and Dexter Loomis. I was surprised that neither party showed up, that this was just a straightforward match between Keith Lee and Adam Cole. What do you think of the spot when uh, Adam Cole ends up breaking the count by putting his finger on the rope? Um, I'm okay with it. Like, I I always think it's so hokey, but I'm always such a fan of that spot because it's like such a smart, like, ring presence thing. It, it, that's the thing. It's totally hokey. It's totally because one finger gets on, like, you can easily put your in, all fingers on there. <laughs> I mean, there's no, why are you reaching out with one finger? And specifically when, the pointer when the middle finger's longer. I was just, that's funny you said it because I was just reaching out in front of me and I'm like, wait, why did he go with the pointer and not the middle finger? <laughs> but I, I but, still like the spot anyways. Yeah, it was still a good spot. Um, Adam Cole hit two last shots, a Panama sunrise, went for a second one. But Keith Lee turns it into a spirit bomb and then a big bang catastrophe to the, finally win. The fact that Adam uh, Adam Colt could even hit that on Keith Lee too, because Keith Lee has to do pretty much that what a the, a backflip or just fall backwards for the sunset. Oh yeah, he has to no do he has to roll forward. Roll forward, yeah. But for somebody the size of no Keith backwards, Lee, backwards, yeah. For somebody the size of Keith Lee to do something like that, I mean, we've seen him, seen him do moonsaults, backflips, and stuff like that. That's awesome. That is entertaining. That is stuff that I want to see. I'm excited that Keith Lee is North American and NXT champion. Um, I think that it's going to be a lot of fun, and he's going to put on solid matches. Um, what? So that being said, oh, at the end, we also saw Carrying during Cross the celebration. Looking yeah. on from above, and that I brought that up last week when we spoke about the vignette. They still owe Keith Lee. Keith Lee broke the hourglass. So now, are they gonna go for North American or NXT? I don't know. That that's I don't know how that's gonna end up working. So now, I would be cool with because of the dilemma, well, the dilemma of the pandemic on WWE and NXT. I. We can easily see Heath Lee on the next pay-per-view do um, double duty. We can see even we can see him do double duty, retain both titles, and then just keep on doing double duty until this blows over because he's a. I don't guy. know. I think that would be cool if he did for double duty takeovers. I think it, we have it. It's something we've never seen before. And well, no, no, we've seen people work double duty before. But we've never seen something where somebody's defended two titles and retained both titles on one night. If they have, uh, it, it's been very rare. Might have. It's, but if it has been done, it's been very rare. So for them to bring that into right now with everything taking place, I think that would be a cool idea if Lee picked up, retained both titles in one night. Yeah, but um, he could end, that would mean he could be end up, I don't know, it'd be like 20 minute matches each for him. I don't know. You know, I I think he could do it. I think that twenty matches for Keith Lee. I think first off, that would be that would be huge for him to not only retain two titles in one night, but to put on fifteen to twenty minute matches in each match. 
that would be like one of those like his spot at the Royal Rumble and even Survivor Series. It's like one of those you may not know Keith Lee if you're not watching NXT, but now you do know who I am and I'm here to stay. I think it's one of those moments where, wow, Keith Lee is he's really the real deal. I do wish that he had a manager, though. I don't. I think he's good. I don't like, like his promos. He it sounds like whenever he like cuts a promo, it sounds like he's like whispering. So mm-hmm. it's like hard I don't know. To I understand. I I'm I'm willing to roll with it. Let's see what happens. But now, with that being said, all right. So we got Cross. We don't know really who's up to challenge Lee next. But what do you think is up for Cole next? Yeah, after a 403 day championship reign. All of Undisputed Era lost their championships. None of them have titles. I don't know if they're going to implode. I don't know if they're going to stick together. We we may see the implosion, but also let's not forget the amazing, amazing, amazing matches in the past that we've seen between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, they. I mean, they're. They had that one match in Ring of – I mean, they multiple matches, but there was that one in Ring of Honor where we were all marking out for because it was really that moment where I think both of them were bloodied up and it was just like a, wow, it, these two it have solidified, so much Yeah, it solidified both of them as single stars. Yeah, so I would be cool if they kind of imploded. But then there's also that rumor of Randy Orton saying that he wants to put – maybe not put over, but he wants to do an angle with Champa and Adam Cole at some point. What? Oh, yeah. He, there was something that I was reading today. Uh, well, I mean, let's not forget that Randy Orton did have that going back and forth with Champa too on Twitter. Randy Orton did an interview that said he wants to go to NXT, and this is the first time I'm hearing about it. <laughs> I know. I'm su- Now, he didn't say what? specifically at, go Where to Where else NXT. is it happening? Champa's not coming up to Raw or SmackDown? Exactly. So what happened was, I guess Randy Orton is interested in working with Adam Cole and Champa, which probably um, was fueled by him and Champa going back and forth on Twitter. But because of the lack of heels on Monday Night Raw, they're now keeping Randy Orton with Monday Night Raw for the time being. But hmm. at some point, this may have Orton versus Champa and Orton versus Cole down the line, which would be amazing. Wow. So, yeah. So that was mark out over. Yeah, that was NXT. And I want to say before I move on to SmackDown without you, and before I say bye, I have to admit I was wrong last week. Oh, oh. They ended up, I went back and rewatched SmackDown after we stopped recording Mm -hmm. to check to see if Nakamura had his 3D graphics. Because it was bothering me, and for a split second, he had it, and somehow, I, I mean, I not somehow, I missed it because it was for a split second. I must have been tweeting about how he didn't have his graphic. <laughs> it was which, is funny because, which is funny because you actually did tweet that out. Yeah, but it's weird because even his entrance was different last week. Like, he didn't have the, the band. Mm-hmm, yeah. Normally, he has that, and Cesaro had, like, his full entrance. Yeah, and the only reason I noticed it was because I was specifically looking for that because we had that conversation. Like, literally, while we were recording last week and you brought that up, I was like, I'm in my head, I'm remembering the ceiling of the performance center only. And then when I, re- I go back and rewatch, and I'm like, there is no 3D graphic. It's literally, this is the performance center ceiling. 
And then it kept going, and he, like, got more closer to the ring. And then they finally did it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, moving on. You know what they say, it takes a real man to admit uh, when they may have been wrong. So, yeah. way to go, Brandon. Well, yeah, so, goodbye. Goodbye. And moving on to SmackDown. Miz TV opens the show with Jeff Hardy. Um, which kind of kind of surprising that Miz didn't plug Cannonball, which can be seen on the USA Network right now. But they end up playing a recap video of the Hardy and Sheamus feud that's been going on. And they told Jeff that he doesn't need to wrestle Sheamus in a wrestling ring, and instead it needs to be a bar fight. And Jeff Hardy accepted the challenge... And then challenged Miz and Morrison to a match. He jumps them. It leads to Jeff Hardy defeating the Miz. John Morrison tried to get involved, but Jeff ends up knocking him off the apron. Sheamus appears on the Titan Tron as Jeff went for the Swanton. Miz tries to roll Jeff up. Jeff reverses that and wins. Uh, I thought it was weird that... Not weird, but uh, I would have figured that... That would have cost Jeff the match. And uh, maybe we'll see Jeff lose to John Morrison next week or something on SmackDown. So he gets the one up. Or or the Sheamus would then get the one up over Jeff Hardy. So Jeff can win the bar fight. Because I think Jeff could definitely use that win. Um, after this though we saw the Boston Hug Connection defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki Cross attacked Bailey during her entrance, but these four continue to be some of my favorite uh, wrestlers of the this COVID era of wrestling. I feel like I say that every single week. The four of them work so well together, so I'm happy to watch all of them wrestle. I liked during the match. Uh, Bailey hit a um, a catapult. And and Sasha ends up slapping Alexa Bliss. I like that the the catapult move. Uh, but Bailey rolls up Nikki Cross to get the victory after a uh, a drop kick to to Sasha Banks, which I thought looked cool. Uh, they re-aired Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt for Money in the Bank for some reason. I guess obviously not for some reason. It was to fill time, but I thought it was a little unnecessary, which. Uh, well, SmackDown Karaoke, hosted by Jay Uso. Lacey Evans sings uh, With My Baby Tonight. Dana Brooke did Cool, Cocky, and Bad. Tamina did The Game. And Naomi sang Common Man Boogie, which I thought she would have done her own theme song. But she was paying tribute to Dusty Rhodes. And Naomi, via the crowd choice, won. But Lacey Evans ends up attacking Naomi, which leads into a match, which ends in a no contest because Dana and Tamina got involved uh, because Lacey Evans pushed both of them on the outside of the ring. And then it somehow ends with Tamina and Dana as the last two being pulled apart. But I... I... I don't know. I it's like I go back and forth with whether or not 
I like segments like this. Like, it wasn't funny. And I feel like what we've, we've seen on Twitter, Lacey Evans can sing. Naomi does her own theme song, so she can clearly sing. Uh, and obviously the other two I don't think can sing, but I think Lacey Evans needed a song more suited to her. I don't know what that would have been. They were just singing WWE theme songs. But in with the right circumstances, I guess I could have liked this more. Um, but after that, we saw AJ Styles being interviewed. And he basically brought up how he embarrassed Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan by him defeating Drew Gulak. And Drew Gulak being Daniel Bryan's trainer. Therefore, it's embarrassing for him. And then it was brought to AJ's attention that next week he'll be defending the championship against Matt Riddle. I was hoping for Shorty G, but that's fine with Matt Riddle. I pop for the who'd he ever beat. <laughs> but uh, And then after this segment uh, was the main event, but earlier in the night Cesaro and Nakamura were interviewed about whether or not uh, them winning would be an upset for the, the, the tag team championships. Cesaro went off on Sarah Schreiber saying that he's sick of New Day representing the tag team division. New Day was interviewed later on, and she asked if they're underestimating Nakamura and Cesaro. And then New Day ran down all of their accolades and said they're not forgetting who Nakamura and Cesaro are. And they're not underestimating them, which I thought was good. I liked the fact that they're like playing their opponents up to be challengers. But New Day versus Cesaro and uh, Nakamura ends in a no contest. And I'm not sure. I don't, I don't like the fact that back-to-back matches end in a no contest. But this was just set up for a match for the Tag Team Championships at Extreme Rules, probably, most likely a tables match because it ends with Cesaro and Nakamura setting up a table, powerbombing Kofi from the middle rope onto Big E through the table. So it seems like every single match at Extreme Rules will be some sort of gimmick, which I'm completely fine with. So that was SmackDown. Uh, moving on, there's no good way to segue this, but... We say hello to Chris. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Chris, how are you doing? Yes. Hi. How are you guys? Everyone's doing great. Everybody had a great time. Maddie, you want to say hi? Mm-hmm. Maddie's here with me. She wants to talk. I'm marking out. You want to say hi? Hi. Hello, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Say, how are you? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go talk about AEW. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? What? Okay, go away. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Do you want to talk about... What did you watch today? Anybody. Why don't you take a bee out of your mouth? What did you see? What did you say? Angry We watched Angry Birds today. Oh, I thought you said Angry Boys. I was like, that does not... Like, from my memory, I thought that was like a, a movie for adults. Yeah, no. Nope, nope. We watched Angry Birds today for the 17th time, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. Man, but still still not an old. Still not old, huh? Still not old. It's spectacular. It was great. The second one was even better. Did never, you see the second one? I never saw any of them. Oh, come on. Oh, so good. I, second one's into, really great. Not into Angry Birds. It's a game for the toilet, I bet. Yeah, that, yes, that. <laughs> right. Can you go play Radpad and play A for Adley and watch A for Adley videos while Daddy podcasts? Is that okay? Please? All right, cool. Run away. All right, hey, guys. Now for, for real. <laughs> Welcome back to Marking Out. Chris here. Hashtag the best thing about Marking Out. I'm kind of excited that I have, like, my own gimmick now. What, being a father? Show. Oh, <laughs> Oh, the best thing. <laughs> yeah, hashtag the best thing about marketing. Out. Thanks, Eric, for uh, coining that to me. And uh, maybe we'll get some shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com slash marketing out. But thank you, everybody who purchased shirts on the 4th of July weekend. I was kind of bummed because I was going to get the tie-dyed Major Wrestling Figure Podcast shirt because, as I've, know, I've said on the show before, I'm a big fan of tie-dye, and it wasn't there. Kind of bummed. Where was it? I don't know. Maybe they put it. You know, they have a separate T-shirt selection for their Patreon people. Oh, on yeah. on pro wrestling tees or just like big it's cartel through, or whatever. It's through pro wrestling tees. Wow, big yeah. man, big man, Matt. Yeah, if you're part of the Hard Foundation, uh, you get exclusive T-shirts, which is pretty sick. So hopefully, I don't <laughs> have to join that for a month to get the shirt. I, I thought our uh, sale was going to go a lot longer than July 4th. It yeah, went July 4th, like, before everything even got started. Yeah, I know. But uh, 4th of July-wise, I know you probably spoke about it with Dave. How was your 4th? 4th of July Day weekend? Uh, I don't think I spoke with spoke about it with Dave, but it was, uh, it was pretty decent. I could not believe the amount of fireworks people were lighting off. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that amount of firework before. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Like we were, it was funny because Thursday afternoon before we recorded last week, I was talking to my neighbor. He's like, "Yeah, where's the where's the fire's gonna be?" I'm like, "I have no clue." I'm like, "I'm just gonna sit on the front lawn and see what I can see." And our neighbors across the street let gave us a WrestleMania entrance like firework display. It was outstanding. It was. So, it's crazy though. It's like literally every direction there were fireworks and it was non-stop yeah, there was that was... video that went viral from i think san diego okay that it was like literally just like fireworks everywhere which was just like i don't i i've never seen that many before and i where are people getting them can they travel i don't know i don't know but if you are traveling make sure you uh wear a mask and make sure that you quarantine appropriately yeah, people don't so do that, that. Way we can get back to professional wrestling shows. People don't care. They're not doing it. They don't care at all. I care a whole yeah, well, lot. Well, you care, but people aren't caring. I was filming today, and I was wearing my mask in 90-degree weather. Was it a cane mask? or No, it was a Chicago Cubs mask. Oh. Yeah. Go Cubs, did you see go. Bill? Did you see Bill Nye, the science guy today, poning life and uh, everybody? But, like, I'm pretty sure if I put on a mask, I could blow out a candle. I don't think you can. I feel like I can. You and your amazing parrot. But listen, I'm all about it. Science over ec- economics. Science over the Bible. <laughs> yeah, that too. Woohoo. Oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. We just anyway, lost a bunch of followers. Huh? Yeah. Listen. Our, our opinions do not reflect yours. And that's why we live in America. Freedom of speech. Let's go. Let's talk about night two. Fighter Fest, A-E-W, and you started off, as expected, with Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega picking up the victory over Private Party, accompanied by 
Matt P.S. Hardy. This was the most, I think, maybe the most cohesive I've ever seen Adam Page and, and Kenny Omega work as a team. Yeah, because they work two weeks in a row instead of working every six months. Yeah, but even last week's match wasn't like, oh, we're a solidified tag team. Even though they came out separate entrances, even though they're in the same damn group, it was still more cohesive than I've ever seen before. Yeah, but uh, uh, Adam Page and Kenny Omega pick up the win at the last call. They go on to probably face against FTR, but we'll see how that goes. Next up, the Murder Hawk monster Lance Archer defeats Joey Janela. Uh, with a blackout through a table to the outside of the ring. Um, I thought this was a hard-hit match. I like the use of Sonny Kiss hitting a picture. Fantastic. Picture-perfect picture 450 splash. One of the best 450 splashes I've ever seen. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a thing of beauty. That's like, that match was cool. It was very hard-hitting. But, like, the one thing I took out of that match was Sonny Kiss hitting that 450. What, do you think this match should have been, like, quicker? No, because should, should Joey get... have actually been able to reverse uh, Lance Archer's finisher? Yes, because he's Joey Janela. He's been thrown off the top of a building through light tubes into a back of a pickup truck and survived with, uh, you know, a couple stitches on his finger. And how can you tell me? Yeah, I've seen him have a seizure ringside and then be out that night, which was bizarre. What? Yeah, when he was Starman, he uh, did one of those like Muda esque clotheslines but it was a drop kick and he he dropped and hit his head on the floor and right i remember that yeah and got rushed to the hospital and then was out that night with everybody but uh how how is putting your opponent through a table legal maybe it was a no holds barred match i forget come on and but i think the the 450 was great, but for me, I think the history, the fact that there's history between Jake Roberts and Joey Janela is what I I popped more at, I think. See, that's something that I didn't know. There I think it was Joey Janela versus uh Joe Gacy at like an outdoor show. And there were porter potties set up. And Joey okay. climbed on top of the porter potties. <laughs> and then Jake Roberts comes out of one of the porter potties. And he, and he's like, there's a, a small screen of Jake Roberts retelling the story as Joey's doing it. And okay, Jake's yes. like, I thought the sky was falling. I've never had that happen to me in my life. Okay, I thought yes. that, yeah, it was so, that's just. It's funny to me. Did you see that GC? Any uh, gifts from that GCW backyard show? I did. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I watched um, the ICW uh, deathmatch show that they had on in Atlantic City. The, no, it wasn't in Atlantic City. They had to move it to somewhere else in Jersey because there was a rally going on that day with like some sort of alleged bike gang. Wait, not the not the one that was in uh, that looked like it was just in a parking lot. So there was like two within the past two weeks. ICW did no holds barred two. One of them was in Atlantic City. Both one was in Atlantic City. Okay. Because the whole time you could see like I forget some uh, casino in like the backdrop. But yeah. then there was supposed to be one on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, Fourth of July, but because of some rally, they moved it for everybody's safety. Um I watched both of those this week on top of watching AEW and Eddie Kingston calling out like you know, all the big wigs in professional wrestling. He called out Cody. He called out Nick Aldis. He called out somebody else, which I forgot. 
But anyway, that's... It wasn't Drew McIntyre. <laughs> no, it wasn't Drew McIntyre. Zack um, Sabre Jr. That was uh, it. Sabre Jr. After, yeah. after the Joey Janela defeat, we saw another I'm Not Booked Darby Allen vignette <laughs> promo. So he, I was... He, I was call, listening calling, to last week. he calls out Brian Cage. Let's just yep, get that because, out. But go on. Well, no, Brian Cage hurt him in that. Uh, I guess that's the reason why he's not cleared. But I have my theories now going on this. And once we'll, we'll talk about it once we get to that promo. Um, hanging out with Travis Pastrana. Which legendary. is just like bizarre. Like, I don't and know was, where, where are these cameos coming from. He's not booked. Is and he? But Dar- like, is he friends with these guys all of a sudden? I'm assuming see, so because he is a skateboarder. We're going to see like... Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm, I don't know if you saw on Darby Allen's Twitter this week. He's like, yep, hanging out with Bam Margera. Time to go back to work. Oh, that's hilarious. I was going to name drop <laughs> Bam next, but I could not picture Bam being like tip-top shape to skate right now. I don't know. I liked the fact that during last week's show, you're like, yeah, he's not booked. Somebody's <laughs> got to get on that. And then the picture of the week was uh, <laughs> Darby Allen. No, that wasn't the picture of the week. I just made that and posted it. Oh, okay. And he didn't even care. It hurt my feelings. (laughs) But I literally just thought of, like, a theory. So I'm going to move on to the fact that Taz then gives the FTW championship. We say the word? Did you say bequeathed? uh, Oh, I thought you were going to curse. Okay. No. (laughs) He gives uh, Brian Cage the championship that he used in ECW. Was that the shoot title that he used? It was. It was never sanctioned by ECW. It was never like uh, recognized by any company. I would have sworn all the way to I don't know how to follow that that end of the sentence. Dave's grave. I, yeah, I would have sworn up and down, left and right, that WWE owned that championship. I thought Paul Heyman came up with it, and I thought WWE got it with the purchase of ECW. I saw. I think. Uh, PW Insider must have interviewed Taz or something and put it out there. Or I don't know if Mike Johnson used to do stuff with ECW. I can't remember. But um, they said that it was Taz that came up with it. It was Taz that always owned the, t- the the championship. He's had it for the past 20 years. And it's his to do what he wants with. But I would have sworn that it was Paul and WWE that owned it. But he gives the, the, the title to Brian Cage... A week before he faces John Moxley for the AEW Championship, I don't know if that's necessarily the smartest thing. So, here's my theory on all this: Brian Cage gets the FTW Championship. Oh my God! What if you have the same theory? Does your Darby theory... Allen's gonna get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, dude, there was there were segments prior to Brian Cage, I believe, even showing up of Taz trying to. Uh, court Darby Allen into a uh, a mentorship of sorts. Yep. So maybe Brian Cage is just like a, a temporary oh, like. I... Just kidding, Brian. He's my real guy. Yeah, but I feel like coffee drop this Cage. Bro, I feel like Brian Cage needs Taz though. Yeah, definitely yes. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But and Darby Allen does it, but they, that could be like a good cat and mouse type game. He takes the FT title championship from him, and you know, he's like, Oh, hey, I'm over here. Oh, look, I'm over here now. Yeah, Taz doesn't have to turn, it could just be like, I got your title. That's it. Next up, a lot of fun this match, as surprising to both of us, 
the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers pick up the victory over the Young Bucks and FTR. I'm all about this. I could see, and this is another one of my theories. Once Pac's able to come back, you make this, you make these guys a five piece. The Butcher, the Blade, the Lucha Bros, and you had them fronted by by Pac. What a stable you have there. Bravo to this. Run roughshod all of the tag team division, and then you know when he comes back, have him take over the uh, the the TNA Championship. Fantastic oh idea. Boy. The AEW Championship. No, the. The TNT. TNT. Okay, you said TNA I, I, again. Regardless, that's probably one for wrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Um, there, I just... so many things going on in this match. Listen, though. I hate when somebody doesn't struggle to get out of a move after they're frozen waiting for somebody else in the match to do something. And it always seems to happen with Lucha Brothers when they face the Young Bucks. Pentagon had Nick in a tombstone position. I saw this. Nick was literally just there for five seconds, which in a wrestling match is a lot not moving. It takes three three seconds for a count, which is really less than three count, to win a match. Five seconds did nothing until Phoenix drop kicks him. And it literally, I think that, like, I don't know how much later it happened again. But Dawson has um, Pepper Parks in a pile driver position right. for nine seconds, and Matt until Matt connects it with it. Like I don't understand how you're gonna like not struggle or anything. There was a lot of stuff in this match. I feel like there was a, it was there's one highlight, one highlight for sure. The super duper whatever it was Canadian yeah, destroyer. Phoenix hit that Canadian destroyer. To Nick off of Pentagon's back while Nick was on the second rope outside of the ring onto everybody. Sick. That's that's it. But but um, I think it was Jimmy Corderas. I a hundred percent was going to bring up the fact. Yes, I watched that because I knew we were going to have this argument on the show. I agree with him, and I it's like FTR worked all of us. You know, and like and the thing that like irked me was like. You know, Nick, whatever Buck is hitting spots left and right in the ring, and they're going nuts for it, and they're popping for it. These are two guys that are supposed to be FTR, follow the rules, you know, no flips, no fists, and they're sitting there walking off, walking down the entrance ramp while Nick Jackson's hitting a uh, springboard super rana off the top rope. For the record, I just got to say it's no flips, just fists. What? Regardless, that's two pro wrestling teams. I just want to just want to say it so the air is cleared. But yeah, no, I still like FTR. I'll still always be a f- a fan of the revival. I just think that if you're going to tout tag team wrestling and say you're the best, no one was holding the ropes. Nobody was doing anything. There were no tags, no proper tags. I believe there was a tag underneath the rope at one point, but, but whatever. But I'm happy that the Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade huge win for both teams. But again, it was feeding the storyline between FTR and the young bucks. You know, they shook, yes, they shook hands at the end of the match, but there's going to be more going on into this. When I next week, FTR against the Lucha bros. I don't think that's going to be a outstanding match. because I I feel like in the, I feel like in the beginning of this eight man match, there was a little bit of a disconnect between like when cash Wheeler and, Lucha and Pentagon were in the ring. There was a little bit of a, you know. But again, prove me wrong. I when, love tag team wrestling. I want to see outstanding tag team wrestling. Um, and next week, 
as I said, the FTR, the Revival, whatever you call them, they've always been good. Not, you know, my favorite tag team, but I want to see them do some work next week. When I, when I was like the Lucha Bros, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. When I was watching this after NXT, I tweeted out, I was like, yo, I want to see, uh, Lucha Bros take on FTR without the Young Bucks, without the Butcher and the Blade involved. And then, like, maybe 30 more minutes go by, and they announce that for next week. I was like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see that match next week at Fight for the Fallen. Yeah, it's going to be. And, you know, next week, uh, NXT will have some other gimmick pay-per-view. Uh, no, but they have some huge matches. But I uh, know. The, uh, the happenings that took place after this match, we saw Big Swole try to get into the arena only to find out she was suspended for kidnapping Britt Baker last week. Um, and, and, the, and the sheets picked pick this up. Uh, WWE wrestler's wife suspended oh by other companies. I was kidnapped once, kind of. Not really. I was held against uh, my will. I was held hostage. <laughs> but uh, later on, <laughs> she ends up getting into the building, gets into Rebel's face. Uh, Britt Baker keeps yelling at her that she has to get out. Swole ends up throwing the suspension papers at Rebel, which caused Rebel to smack Britt Baker in the nose. And her nose is broken, apparently. Allegedly. Yeah. But next up, Nyla Rose picks up a two-on-one victory over Kenzie Page and Killin King. Uh, The big story after this is afterwards that Nyla says she's having a manager. And soon she's going to take back the women's championship. Has to be Vicky Guerrero. That's what everyone's saying. There's no like, there's no other option. You want to get somebody over and get the nuclear heat. What better person to do it than Vicky Guerrero? She says one syllable and already you're booing her. Yeah. There was even, I forget what Nyla said afterwards. Like she went to yell at the fans and it, it reminded me of Vicky Guerrero yelling, excuse me but I don't remember what it was. But after this, they showed footage of Colt Cabana um, really injured and Mr. Brody Lee saying that he has no clue who caused it or what caused it and made him go out and wrestle anyways. And again, I got to say, this is seems like a Vince McMahon thing. It is a Vince McMahon thing. Do you remember the first promos they had? Right, but they sitting... keep swearing up and down the West Coast that it's not. The West Coast, but they're on the East Coast. It doesn't matter. They're on the West Coast of the East Coast. They're actually on the East Coast of the, of the East Coast, actually. Yeah, they're on the East <laughs> Coast. Jacksonville is. Yeah, but, you know, just use the West Coast as a reference. I'm good. So probably Thanks. maybe a longer point. I don't know how which coast is longer. The East Coast. Anyway... The match, though, you know, solid eight-six man match. Mister Brody Lee, Stu Grayson, and Colt Boom Boom Cabana picks up the victory over SCU. Yeah, uh, I love the fact that the door, all the Dark Order was standing out there. Yeah, Kaz even took Johnny and Alex out at one point. How dare them! I'm saying, but I, I honestly, I wish we saw more of uh, Colt Cabana looking injured in this, because okay. especially because of like they literally just like showed off like. Bro, you're, like, super injured looking. Yeah, but, you know, it's Colts. You have to play to the point that Colts on a roll right now. He's picking up these victories. He's doing it by, you know, by any means necessary. 
So yeah. he's gonna try to, you know, huff through it. And this is a different side no, of Cole we didn't, we didn't really see like time. we didn't really see a huff through or anything. It didn't seem like you struggled at all. Because it's a six man match. Everybody's gotta get their stuff in. Yeah, but if you're showing me somebody's injured, you should at least show me somebody's injured. All right, calm down, hypercritical Mark. But Brody Lee uh, hits his move and actually tags in Cabana to uh, get the victory here. Yeah. So Cole Cabana and the Dark Order working well together. Will we see Cole Cabana with, uh, as an actual member of the Dark Order? I don't know. Uh, main event saw Chris Jericho defeat Orange Cassidy. What a fantastic match this was. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really good match. At one point, Ortiz hits Orange Cassidy behind the referee's back. Which, With orange shoes. Well, even that was, uh, was that uh, Later in the Santana match. or Ortiz? I forget which one did that. But I honestly, that was right in front of the referee's face. If if I was a referee and somebody threw orange juice at my one of my uh, people in the ring, I would have instantly DQ'd. Brandon, so why don't you go to wrestling school, become a referee, so you could show? No, 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 no. If you use if you spit poison mist at somebody's face and the referee sees it, is that not a DQ? That is. So why would orange juice make any difference? You ever have orange juice thrown in your eyes? That burns. Yeah, because it's citric acid. Exactly. It's not a green mist. What do you mean? It still burns. It's got a lot of vitamin C in there. Blinds your eyes. What do you mean? Anyway, let, let, let's stop being hypercritical here over all the refing. This match was awesome. Orange Cassidy held his own with one, the greatest of all time in Chris Jericho. Um, everything you think that Jericho threw at me had a reversal for it. There was a couple shrouds in here. I'm like, oh, my God, Orange Cassidy's going to win this. Jericho hits the Judas effect. One, two, three, match is over. Um, Let me ask he, you a question. Jericho may have won this match, but he put over Orange Cassidy huge. Did this at all remind you of the very, very, very first episode of NXT, Jericho versus Daniel Bryan? No, because I don't. But you go back this morning and watch that on the network? No, that's just that was like a really good match. It was it, it, this match was a lot longer than Daniel Bryan versus Jericho, but it was one of those matches that you saw and it's like, damn. That was a good match. Jericho put over a young talent in Daniel Bryan, and here he puts over a younger talent in, in Orange he Cassidy. Put over, that's what Jericho's doing in AEW, though. He knows his value. He knows, like, if, if people get... Uh, I'm trying to think of the way. If, if they're trying to build new stars, and Jericho's one of the top-rated stars in the world, what better way to do it than have Jericho put this guy over? Jericho won the match. But you showed how well Jericho can work with the younger guys. He's done that to Darby Allen so far. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this earlier today. So he worked with Hangman Page for the AEW Championship. A Hangman should have won that, and he would have, you know, had the thing. But I understand the the championship. There. Page should not have won that. I'm going to speak up and say that right no, now. No, 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 no. Like, okay, I worded that wrong. If Adam Page won that, he would have been more of a star than he is in AEW. But I agree that Chris Jericho should have won that. Obviously, there's name brand. There's, you know, recognition behind Chris Jericho. Who did he work with after Hangman Page as a champion? Uh, well, the Bucks. No, but like then who? Moxley. No, who, okay, Moxley. Establishing the title. Good, fine. He worked with Darby Allin, too. You know, he had that nice little promo thing Was with it, Darby Allin. Did he work private party or no? I forget about that one. 
my apologies on that. But, you know, Jericho knows his worth of helping get big talents because at the end of the day, Jericho's going to retire. We yeah. spoke about this. Jericho may be a full-time commentator, so you need those new guys right. to get over and to help get over, and that's what he did to Orange Cassidy tonight. Yeah, I mean, and Orange we Cassidy could, we is could even We could even toss, like, who Jericho puts over, like, a younger talent without actually working her. He put over Chris Statlander. Yes. When nobody else was actually pretending or selling the fact that she's an alien from outer space, Chris Jericho did. The only one in the company. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but, seriously. When If you're selling a gimmick, sell the gimmick. Um, Jericho anyway, did that. Orange Cassidy looked fantastic in there. Um, do we she talk, can hang. Do we talk what? about the, uh, the dog fighting gimmick afterwards that aired on YouTube? I didn't even watch that. I didn't either. So, I'm not a big. Uh, I don't watch Puppy Bowl. What is that? I don't even I care about the Puppy Super Bowl. Bowl. And the Kitty Bowl is hilarious. But anyway, I found out this week uh, allegedly Orange Cassidy was was Fire Ants in Chikara. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hmm. I know, right? But yeah, so that happened too. Um, but. Bravo to the main event of Fighter Fest Night 2. Both nights were awesome. Next week, we get FTR versus the Lucha Bros. We get Moxley versus Brian Cage. What else do we get next week? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. But it'll be an exciting episode of AEW Dynamite next week. Uh, we so- have, you said Cage, we have Sonny Kiss versus Cody for the TNT, TNT. Championship. We have the Elite. Kenny That's Omega right. and the Young Bucks teaming up to take on Jurassic Express. All right, and cool. uh, yeah, those are those are the announced uh, matches so far. Hey, Chris, got a match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. I do, and I really wish you had that Jericho segue in there. I'm like, <laughs> all right, Chris. Yep, that was Firefest, and now <laughs> this is gonna be it's our running joke. Now it's going on match of the week this week. So I I, I have to like tell you the story about this before I get to it. So last weekend we're sitting there and my wife has been very adamant about purchasing another bird for the house. So she's like, yeah, we'll get another bird and they could be like a flock. And then I, and then my, my stupid wrestling brain, I just go flock Ravens flock. Remember Scotty Riggs and how awesome he was. And then I went in and went to my WWE network and I watched a match from WCW thunder February 4th, 1999, it was Chris Jericho with Ralphus facing off against Scotty Riggs. He had like a solid 15-minute match here. Shows you – I think this was like Scotty Riggs' first time after the flock disbanded because commentary was like, yep, all these flock guys, they've really, you know, flown the nest, you know, <laughs> pun intended. So um, – and it was a great match. You know, a lot of uh, – Jericho picks up the win, obviously. But Scotty Riggs looked like a million bucks. Uh, and they just totally like, he's like, oh, yeah, you just wear an eye patch. No, he's not wearing an eye patch. So uh, go check it out. The network solid match. And this and this Thunder was awesome. You had DDP versus Glacier, Norman Smiley versus the Disciple, Bam Bam faced off against Jerry Flynn. That was Jerry Lynn, right? No, 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 no. Jerry, oh, Jerry, Jerry Flynn was somebody different. OK, my fault. Yeah, Jerry Flynn was independently Jerry Flynn. That's just so strange. Um, but yeah, there's my random match for the week because my wrestling brain just works really awkward. And Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey, you guys, I'm listening to Brandon's shout outs. Oh, well, Jerry, I don't think that's a great thing to do. Hey, 
Respect my authority. The first shout-out is going to Rocket League. I'm pretty sure I've given a shout-out to it before. It's just a really good game, uh, and you don't have to really have any skills to, to, to play it. It's just enjoyable. I don't know if, you, uh, if you're aware of the game or not, if you've played it or not. No, I haven't, but I know you're part of a group or a clan or something like I, that. I joined a club. Well, I, cre- I created the club, I guess. But What's yeah. the club called? It's Las Cruces Wrestling. Nice. <laughs> Based off of one of the times WCW, I believe, drew higher than WWE. Or no, maybe it was a, a really low-drawn crowd in New Mexico, Las Cruces, New Mexico. I forget which the what it is, but that's one of my shout-outs. Uh, another one is uh, maybe an out-there one. We're not getting any uh, ad revenue for it. <laughs> but Cheez-It uh, Cheez Snapped, you ever hear of them? No. They're like a, a, a like a wavy version of Cheez-Its. Not, like, not ridges, but like wavy. Okay. And I think these might be the greatest form of Cheez-Its ever. Really? That's a big statement. Yeah, so if you uh if you get to the store and see the Cheese It snapped with an apostrophe D, okay. I would uh, I would check it out if you're a Cheese It's fan. Because normally Cheese It's I think Cheese It's the normal ones are disgusting. Okay. I like the Parmesan ones. I don't think I've ever had them. I think before these I would have said the best one would have been the the queso dip, I think, or whatever it's called. Okay. Um, but these are these are really good. There was uh, we have the extra cheddar and uh, the the ranch one. I think it is sick or sour cream and cheddar. I don't know. But you know what I I've been finding as being one of the best What's chips that? of all time: salt and vinegar chips. Real fantastic. Yeah, I'm not. I can't do that. It's too uh, too bitter. Yeah, but like you have to pair it with something. Like I had a turkey sandwich the other day, and I had some salt and vinegar chips on top of it. Mwah. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not down with that. I want to try the pickled Doritos though for for Gross. years now, and they're finally in in the states, I believe. Boy, yeah. But the last shout out is going to the movie Action Point, starring Johnny Knoxville. It's loosely based on Action Park in New Jersey. I think you guys went there, right? Action Park. Yeah. No way! I've never been to Action Park, but I heard oh, it's like a death trap. Why did I think you went there? No, did I? Why I feel like Dan maybe went there. Somebody in your group, I feel like definitely went there. But yeah, it's a scripted movie. It has some jackass stunts in it, um, and I guess to to tie it back into the world of professional wrestling this week, uh, while they were filming this, Johnny Knoxville apparently had his eye pop out of its socket. When he went to clear blood from his his nose after an injury during filming, okay. So that's just a quick tie Gross. in. I guess we have the the eye for an eye match where you're you have to take your scoop your opponent's eyeball out of to win the match. That's just, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. Like, what are they going to give Seth Rollins a, a glass eye make it pop out? Uh, movie magic. I don't know. We make movies, pal. That's right. All right. But yeah, I don't know why I thought you guys went to Action Park. Never been to Action Park. I heard I read an article this week that it's a death trap. It was, yeah, it big time. Still, yes. it's still there. And I, I don't think it's open as the same thing though. I think it's like way past lawsuits. Okay. Yeah, but those are my shoutouts. Now it's time for our.
is right. Our mark out moment of the week. Um, I probably could have spoken about this earlier when we mentioned the, the first match on AEW dynamite this week or fighter fest. Um, it was fighter fest brother. Yeah, but it was still an episode of dynamite when the history books, it's going to be known as AEW dynamite fighter fest. I, I assume. No, Nope. I'm looking at the, uh, results sheet right now on, the... on, on AEW's website or on Wikipedia on AEW. It's called, hmm. uh, fighter fest night too. So, uh, yeah. So prior to even watching fighter fest, Night two, I saw Matt Hardy post a picture on Twitter with Private Party. It was the gear he was wearing at Fighter Fest this week. And it's he's wearing an older shirt that he used to wear in WWE. But specifically, the reason why I marked out is because it was used for a ruthless, uh, not a ruthless aggression, an R3 Jax figure. I believe it was the the draft Matt Hardy. So I popped for that. Are you going to listen to the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, uh, Figure Wrestling Federation podcast? I, I'm not. No. Why? I it's going to be so awesome. Don't uh, I don't want to offend. Podcast. No, I don't want to offend anybody. But I have no idea how people are into fig feds. Like even You've when I was a kid, a that no, not like where I shared results and everything on the internet. I never. And I never even like had that. I would just get wrestling figures and play with them. It was just never something, never something that interested interests me. So when I was like Enjoy. senior year in high school, I got grounded for coming home because I had alcohol for uh, twenty one years old, and I had nothing to do. So I had all these monkey beanie babies in my room, and I had this, you know, one of those dentist stamp like trampolines that you just stand on, you don't do anything. So I made that like an octagon, and then I filmed these wrestling matches with these monkeys because I had nothing better to do with myself. And uh, up and next, then, Chris versus Beanie Baby number seven. That was like Beanie Babies. And I gave them entrances and like barbed wire. I mean, barbed wire out of like uh, the Coke holders, you know, the you six packs. Were in what grade? I was a senior in high school. And you were playing with Beanie Babies? Oh, yeah. I don't care. Come on. Well, you had nothing else to do at your house? I play was with Beanie grounded. Babies? Yeah, but what was in your room? A you didn't have wrestling figures? I had wrestling. I actually didn't have wrestling. I had like three or four wrestling figures as a kid. What? Yeah, I know. And- I had eight ball. I had gold dust and sunny. And, and sunny. How did and How sunny. did you not like? What What did you do as a kid? You played sports or what? I went outside, rode around, and played and rode my skateboard and my what? bike with my friends. What is that? What are friends? I know. Especially <laughs> the that we live in. I remember one time as a kid, I had like the the monster jacks pacific monster ring and i brought that and all my figures over to dave's house and we were playing out in his backyard in the in the grass oh nice solid real solid yeah so yeah. that's what i did and i would yeah and i made like barbed wire and ladders and tables and stuff really inventive was it uh wtw or what uh what did you call uh, it? Uh, what what did you call it i forget i was a senior in high school and i'm 35 years old now Hey, listen, doesn't change me. It doesn't make me any different as a person. <laughs> Nothing to look down on. Well, um, something else that I uh, marked out at. Um, and also, I guess I, I realized how sketchy I kind of look when I go into a grocery <laughs> store or a gas station. 
because most of the times when I go in, I'm with friends and I only go to like look at the chips because other states sometimes have different flavors depending like where you are. Okay. Have you gone to any other states recently? No, not recently. But the reason why I marked out on YouTube, they recommended me a, a video from an account that shows gas station encounters. And it's this one gas station and they show off like shoplifters and stuff like that. Okay. And the second video I clicked on opens up with a guy throwing a rock through the, the door of the gas station while they were closed. And then it immediately goes into a cover of stone cold steam song. Oh my god! And I wasn't expecting that at all because you hear the rock. the The rock breaks through the glass, so there's the glass break, and then it goes. Dum, 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 dum. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So yeah, I think it's I think it's called Gas Station Encounters. Interesting. I have a friend that has a YouTube channel called uh, Bad Drivers of the Northeast. Oh. So he has uh, his dash cam, and he puts videos of uh, people driving recklessly. And there are a lot of those here. Oh, I know. People shouldn't be driving. They should be staying in their houses. But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, no, it's just like the realization that this isn't uh, going anywhere, huh? Nope, not going anywhere. You what just realize that now? Yeah, no. But I, I said from the like after from the start, like after I realized this was going to be a thing, <laughs> that like there's not going to be a summer, and everybody's still out there pretending like there's a summer. I mean, no, nobody doing... cares. That's why I have a nice big backyard, and I have a ball projector screen, and uh, we're saying a lot the other day out there. It was spectacular. Nice. Yeah. So I will uh, live in what I'm, my little piece of property here. I'll mow my lawn. I'll stay inside. I'll go out to go food shopping, and I'll wear a mask, ladies and gentlemen. It's really because like, and there's all these videos that come out of people, like, furious. Uh, somebody Tony says, oh, "Somebody says, oh, wear a mask," and they're like furiously yelling at the person. How dare you say that? Blah blah. And it's like, it's literally one of the least things you could like. The least thing you could do is stay home. The least possible thing. The second yeah. least possible thing you could do is wearing a mask over your face. Like I, I can't breathe in the mask, but I still, I have doctor's appointments that I need to go to, and I'm still sitting there wearing a mask. So I take I a few extra breaths. Who cares? I. That's just what we have to do. I was outside filming fitness videos today in 90 degree weather. It was so hot. <laughs> but guess what I was doing? Wearing a mask. Dude, do you remember filming it was cooking with Brandon episode two? Okay. Outside in the heat, the summer what, heat. The beads of the cheeseburger? Yeah. Okay. I, I, that, I think that's one of the hottest times I've ever been. Because Bro, I was wearing a mask, not now. not a like a not a medical mask, but like I was wearing the psychosis mask. And when I took the mask off, I'm beet red with sunlines around my face, around my my mouth, and around my eyes from the lucha mask. But it was still like ridiculously hot that day. But yeah, wear a mask, a normal mask. Yeah. Yeah, wear a mask. Wear a normal mask. You can buy them. They're like 20 bucks for a 50-pack at the store. I want uh, – they have those – I said that the last week, I believe, those Lucha masks, but yes. I, can't, Kevin Owens. I can't see Kevin myself. Kevin Owens is a big supporter of that. Yeah. That's it. Do it. Listen to Kevin Owens because he is – I've been seeing articles how he has been talked up by a storm this week by not just people in the WWE but also independent guys too. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So I watched uh, that. I watched both those uh, deathmatch shows this week. It was pretty good. Um, and that's that. So let's end this show. Marking out 492. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find us social media-wise, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 Email us, out one at gmail.com. And you can buy our merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Coming soon, a hashtag best thing about out shirt. Um, but I have some other out related projects to do first before we can get more T-shirts on the website. And you should buy them. So until next time, follow me on Twitter, Chris Dog, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO, and Brandon on both social media platforms of Instagram and Twitter at BTTG161. And we wish you the best luck in your future. Never. Have a fantastic week. Oh.